Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Wednesday Night Wind Down with your host, Shamor and Shakir. And tonight it is just the family. Uh, we have, of course, um, the other partners in crime in the wings. And they will be here shortly. So we got um. You know, relationship talk we're going to have tonight to see, you know, where everybody's head is as it relates to 21st century relationships, whether that's dating or committed or whatever it might be. We're going to talk about it tonight. How are you this evening, Shakir? I'm doing just fine. Just trying to put out a quick little fire, so to speak, in my backyard. Something popped off, and mm-hmm. I didn't even expect at this point. So it's been a fun night tonight. How are you? All right. Mm, you know, um, like you said, a little fire. I had to put out a little fire. Well, I had to had to make a statement today. And um, so that happened a couple of hours before showtime. So I'm trying to get back in my own zone here. Had to, had to do some mothering. Had to do some mothering. Um, but I'm okay now. I'm I'm coming back in. I'm bringing it back in. Fair enough. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Yes, sir. Um, <clears throat> I saw your comment. Say it again. 
I saw you comment today. Yeah, on the post still, the topic. <laughs> yeah, that 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 right now. Yeah, that that was interesting. Um, I, I had to, you know, because Google is my friend when it comes to things that you know are really out of the realm of my understanding and such. Yeah, I had to go ahead and kind of look that up real quick because for some strange reason that was just a real foreign concept. To me. And I had to look it up, and then I looked it up. And it was, you know, some 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 real interesting. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Some some very very interesting concepts, ideas, so to speak. The fact that you know a lot of the things that I deal with my wife when I was dating and when we were dating and all that other good stuff and whatnot are really just not being done anymore. And I was mm-hmm. like, I looked at, I looked at it for a minute and I was like, okay, so how can you say that you're you're doing certain things, but you're kind of not doing certain things. There was an article I looked up real quick, you know, because, you, you know, I only get a certain amount of time to really do any real research and whatnot. Uh-oh, so, uh-oh, uh-oh, that's a job. <laughs> you know, so in the midst of me doing I my you, little... I love you too. I love you too, co-host. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. In the midst of doing that little quick little, you know, bl- you know blitzkrieg of a research pit, um, I, I found myself upon a particular uh, a particular um, article, and the article was a 29 year old female um, who admittedly called herself a millennial. Those are the ones that, uh, as I understand it, are the ones that are that were born between 1983 and the year 2000, mm-hmm. and. You know, they were all she, – she basically put out there that, you know, technically we they just don't – they don't like to commit to anything. They don't like to commit to anything long-term, whether it's relationships mm-hmm. or a credit card or a mortgage or rent or anything along those lines. And I took that into consideration when I started hearing about different people who always complained about, well, there's no good men left. There's no good mm-hmm. women left. And mm-hmm. you combine you combine that statement, those statements of there are no good men left, there are no good women left, and you combine that with the non-committal attitude of a lot of the men and women that are out there today, and you find yourself in a nice little oxymoron. And that oxymoron is if you're not willing to take the risk that is involved with being committed to something, you're not going to take it seriously. Therefore, you're going to not appreciate it as much um, when you right. actually do run up, run into something that is worth the risk of being committed to. So they'd rather be noncommittal. They'd rather, instead of, you know, because you, you, remember, you remember how the rules of engagement work. If you didn't have, if you didn't call the person that you were interested in by Tuesday or Wednesday, nine times out of ten, they don't find another date by Friday. They don't mm-hmm. find another date for, for Friday, excuse me. So you shit out of luck. Now, based on the article that I read, people just kind of text and go, "Well, what are you doing Friday? I don't know. Well, what are you doing Friday? 
Well, I'm going to be I over mean, such and such. It could be down to the hour, Shakira. It could be down to the hour. But I'm, that's but, but I'm, just, saying, but I'm just saying, and that's my thing. You're you you're you're forgetting the rules of engagement. And I'm not necessarily saying that the rules of engagement that we had were perfect or anything yeah. along those lines, but there's something to be said for a lot of people who did follow those particular rules and they actually are committed to something. <laughs> As opposed to it's seven o'clock on a Friday night, I ain't got shit to do. Let me go text my homegirl real quick and see if she's up to something. And matter of fact, you even you ain't even looking at it as a date. You're looking at it as I'm hanging out with my own girl, and we gonna kick it for a few hours. And if something go down, something go down. As opposed to okay. let me get myself let me get myself to look presentable for somebody that I might be interested in, and see if I can take it to something a little different. So when you're looking at it from us, when you're looking at it from those particular paradigms, it's like how do you I look at for because I mean I, I I would be the first one to tell anybody that's dating right now I really feel sorry for you and mm-hmm. and I mean that, I mean that wholeheartedly because y'all do some of the most inane dumb shit that I've ever seen in my life. You know what? And I guess like you you know like when you're reading the article. Is that how microwave society concept applies to everything? They apply it to everything, and that is what is the hardest for me to see. Is that it applies to everything, even dating? Well, I mean, like I said, even dating. I mean, like again, people are not wanting to. They're just literally to a point where. They feel like they're better off having a whole bunch of friends than to actually have a significant other, and mm-hmm. it, it it it's not even it's not even a hetero heteronormative trait. It actually spans over the LGBT community as well. They're no longer as staunch in wanting to be in a committed relationship as they used to be. And that is because the younger generation has taken advantage of the fact of now that the fight for civil unions is kind of coming to a close for them to some degree, they're like, okay, well, now that it's out there, I can take my time. As opposed to, damn, I actually am into someone, but I can't do it because the law says I can't. Yeah. So now, as each state is starting to knock down those barriers, the LGBT community is acting like us now. Well, fuck it. I don't necessarily have to get married now if I don't want to. Right. Right. I just do, you know, I just do me until I feel like I'm ready. And for them, ready might mean 45 years old, not on, you know, ran my body through all kinds of levels of hell, and now I can go ahead and start thinking about finding somebody that might be ready to deal with my ways. Hmm. I'm, I hey, part of this discussion came from um, some advice that I was given in the inbox. And um, 
can person ask me, you know, my opinion, which I'm, you know, thankful that somebody cares about my opinion. Everybody don't. <laughs> but um, a person is entering the dating scene again, you know, not necessarily someone that's been there in, you know, age number of years, you know, give or take 10 plus, has been out of the dating scene, but had been um, – had been in a marriage, had gotten out of it, had just kind of not dated, you know, for 10 or more years. And I found it really interesting that, that that's the conversation. Like, I'm sure, you know, um, 20 years ago, people re-entering the dating scene had to have this conversation, like, what do I do now? But the kind of things that, that I had to contemplate, like, it got me. I was like, wow, you know, look at the things that you have to talk about now to somebody who's more old school when things were not the way that they are now, when less things were acceptable outwardly, when people tried um, to commit to something and versus where we are now. And I was like, think about how that person kind of feels like they're going to be in this time warp, if they don't get somebody that is that that comes from the same thought process, because if you get somebody that is of, like you said, the millennium or the 21st century, it, it's not going to be the same. Y'all not going to share the same um, methodologies to dating or relationship building. It's just not the same. And it's re- I, I was just like it did it hit me because I was like, dang it. This is how people feel. I was like, wow. This is how people feel. Like, that are coming back into this dating scene, and they're like, uh, it ain't the same as it used to be, you know? Okay. That's what it is. You know? And because at first I was like, you got to ask somebody how to go on a date? But, yeah, you freaking do. You freaking have to ask. You really do. I was like, okay, so so what do you what do you say? You know, that's worthy of conversation to me. Like, what would you tell your friend jumping back in the dating scene after being out for ten or more years? What do you do? So, <laughs> I mean, it's it's really I mean, it's a whole different ball game at this particular point in time. I mean, when you're looking at, I mean, again, you're looking at divorcees that are thinking that. You know, technically things have not necessarily changed all that much, only to get the shock of their lives the minute that they go and hit the dating scene again. It ain't necessarily just the club scene. Um, we have we have different avenues that we didn't have before, thanks to the internet. We have mm-hmm. Match dot com and eHarmony and but wait, Christian wait, Me- wait, wait about the other sites that are like you were saying the whole community issue. What about the other guys like um, Sugar Daddy, whatever that is? Yeah. Like yeah, AshleyMadison yeah, like, com and and a couple yeah, others that are that are looking that are for somebody with. to take on a date and give them some money to entertain me. You know, what yeah. about that? That shit's on my mind too. Like wow, well, you don't even have to want the, a relationship. No, and that's the thing because we have. We, we I won't say that we've belittled it as a society, but it no longer holds the same value. And and that's really the bottom line at this point. You have people who are you have a you have a generation now 
who is who are used to getting their own and keeping their own. And don't worry about sharing your toys because really you don't have to if you don't want to. Mm. Because nine times out of ten, it's not going to work anyway. Um, that's the way that they have grown up dealing with a lot of the relationship issues, and it's because of the previous generation. I mean, how many how many times have we heard about you know mom and dad hanging around, chilling out, and being together until the kids get grown, and then all of a sudden mom or dad decides I don't want to be with your your mom or dad anymore after being married for twenty plus years. Yeah. To 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 yeah. the child, they're like, well. Okay, they were together for 20 years, but now look at them. Right. I don't want to be them. But then, you know, then you have to look at not only just that, like when we come out of this relationship and I decide I'm going to do me now, what do I do? Like, what are they saying? Because if, if my dad jumps out of this marriage and said, well, my mom since I was born, and here I am, 20, and they're divorcing. He's going to go do him. And then he goes and does some crazy, you know, that's going to even feed into my way of thinking more. So it's yep. like, because some of these people, I'm not going to say dads because it's not just dads. Some people that's when okay. somebody not, long term marriages and they go to the dating scene, they do the ultimate fool, you know. Um, this, you know, they just totally turn the kids off or, or they do the, you know, not that it is my business, <laughs> but when I look at some of the relationships that I've seen just in my workplace, when I see the, the, the mom who has the kids and the kids are, um, I don't know, we're getting into that middle school age and they've been mom and dad up until sixth grade and, and then all of a sudden, it, marriage has been working out, which happens, and then mom decides that it's going to be mom and and mom too. So now I got two moms. But yep. what do you think that does to their mentality? Because not only now do I have to think about having this this new parent that's in here, but mom too is the one that comes to my school and reprimands me. But but I haven't talked to my dad in forever. You know, it's just like, wow, but it's acceptable. You don't say anything. You let it go on, and you you just woo-woo-woo the child. And, but, man, it's like I remember a time when those kind of things, because they were socially taboo, you didn't necessarily force them on your children, you know, and those days are over. Yep, that's the, that's the bottom line. But I mean, that's 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 really where we're at right now. It's like, you know, the again, you're you're looking at you're looking at how things are in terms of how people view different things. Um, it, it's no secret that the divorce rate is is as high as it is, and mm-hmm. it's it's no secret as to half you know half of the reasons why. People, you know, why the the rate is as high as it is is because people are doing things for the wrong reasons. Um, they're you, you know they're doing it because nine times out of ten, out of ten they think that they have to do it. And mm-hmm. when you have that pressure, everybody's you know everybody's everybody's having the same the, the same thing. 
you're having so much pressure in, I got to have it. I got to be married. I got to have kids. I got to do this. I got to do that. And this particular generation is saying, to hell with you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do me. I'm going to do me, and I'm going to be just fine. You got to get over you. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and now, and yep. now the rest of the, and now the rest of society is kind of caught on to that deal because they're like, okay, well, if you can get married here and then get divorced like three months later and everybody's fine with it, then what's the point of getting married? Or the other end of the spectrum, you got people in their sixties that have been married thirty plus years, and now all of a sudden. They want to split. You 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 really you really get to the point. You really get to the point now where nobody wants to take that relationship seriously because most 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 people are like, well, I can get a house by myself now. I can get yeah. property by myself. I can mm-hmm. you know I can take care. You know I can get IRAs and retirement accounts and all that other good stuff on my own. What do I really see? What what point do I see in sharing that responsibility with somebody else. And you know what? The value of what marriage means, um, I think that's gone. I, I think I don't I think it's um in a general sense, I think that whole value of what marriage means has become um ancient, like archaic. It's like that's the old way. I remember asking a question on my post, um I posted a question one time asking about uh, sex before marriage or whatever. And, you know, people being able to say whatever they want to say, however they want to say it, or justify by whatever means. And definitely understand, I get it. However, marriage was not important at all. There may have been two people that out of maybe 20, 20 to 25 responses, there may have been two people who said, well, just because the theory is, you know, just because of my spiritual beliefs, but as far as everybody else, marriage was not of importance, the whole concept. What was more important was to know whether or not the sex is going to be good before I make a commitment. Commitment wasn't a big issue either. Most of them didn't want commitment it's not necessary to have commitment on that level anymore. I was like, exactly. wow. Like, you know, even though sex before marriage happens and it doesn't make it right, doesn't make it wrong, it happens. But it's one thing to do something that's kind of against your morals, but you do it because of temptation and you know in your heart, like, this is how I see this concept. But even though I did the wrong thing, I don't think people have that anymore. I don't think that exists anymore. I think just doing what I feel justifies the end. I feel that I want to do that, so I do that. And if I don't do what I feel, then that's what's wrong. You know what I mean? I think that's where a lot of the the thought patterns are now. It's uh, more doing what you feel, and then no one's supposed to be able to make any comment. Nobody's supposed to say anything because you're doing what you feel. That's what I feel like doing, and it's me, and you don't get to talk about that. That's politically, it's politically incorrect to talk about 
anybody doing anything wrong. And that's the thing. <sighs> and it's amazing. Do you think you do it because there's no real repercussions? And, you know, well, there isn't. in society I mean, now there isn't. No, because, I mean, when, when, remember Scarlet when, Letter? When, like, who's going to make you wear a Scarlet Letter now? Well, nobody needs to at this point because people take pride in a lot of the things that would have originally had them stigmatized. So, mm-hmm. you know, the way that, you know, the way that divorcees look at it right now, especially the ones that have been married multiple times, they'll be like, they'll look at somebody who's single and go, well, shit, I've found three different people who are willing to marry me. What the fuck is wrong with you? Right. As opposed to the single person looking at the the, the, the three-time divorcee and going, oh, well, wait a minute. Why can't you make a relationship work? Hmm. That's, that paradigm shift is something that has to be noted as well. And, you hmm. know, when you have those that are, <clears throat> excuse me, when you have those that are that are supposed to be committed in in an exclusive uh, in an exclusive arrangement, and then one goes and unabashedly breaks that arrangement by you know developing a, a relationship with someone else or having a secret affair or, or things of that nature, and they're like, so what? And then the side piece is just as proud of being that side piece. And, wow, you know, hello, say that. You know, and and nobody's really saying anything about it. Then you you know then then there's nothing that you should really worry about in terms of people who are shying away from being in a committed relationship because they're like, okay, right. I rather I rather know that I'm dealing with two or three people than think that I'm dealing with one and find out otherwise. And 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 you know what? I'm gonna stop right there just for a specification. That's the difference in what you do in your world, Shakira, and just having a side piece. Mm-hmm. You just said Absolutely. one of the differences is the fact that people have to agree to terms if they are expected to adhere to them. People don't catch that. That people don't catch that everywhere. Like I can't adhere to something that I don't agree with. Because it's not going to mean nothing to me. It's not going to mean a thing. Words on the page. Absolutely. And that's the, and that's the basic bottom line. I have to stop right now. I have to stop right now and make this announcement because it was brought to my attention that I need to say this. And so I'm saying this while we're on the air because it's really important so all my listeners can hear that I was requested to give Ron a message on the air. Ron, I need to let you know that Shanette is listening. So please be aware that she is on the line. Hello, Shanette. We're hoping you're enjoying the conversation. So I had to make sure I said that because that was something that was requested of me, and I, I like to do what people ask me to do. So there you go, Ron. And I'm sure Ron is smiling from ear to ear. Yeah, he said she she said he's been asking her and asking her and so she wanted to make sure he knew that she was here. Wonderful. 
All right, so there were some other areas that I did want to tap into while we were having this discussion because I think that they are important as we talk about how things are changing, whether that's, you know, evolution or, I don't know, um, destruction, I don't know. But there's just some things that I think that we could focus in, uh, some of our conversation around. Because, you know, we could talk about the general issue, but let's try to focus it a little bit. I wanted to talk about three things because um, you were talking about the article you read, so I really want to know, you know, in your research, did any of this stuff come up? Because during my conversation that brought this whole topic um, to the forefront, it did. And um just curious, what else did you kind of experience? But I want to talk about um, financial the financial state of each individual person and how that kind of plays into these relationships now Um, and the emotional state. And then the concept, the conceptualization of a woman and a man, like what a woman is and what a man is. Because, you know, that has that evolved to a certain place? Is it the same, the same same concept of what a man is and does and has and is willing to do the same as it was 20 years ago? You know, I'm not going to go back 30 or 40 years, but just well, you know, this person that's entering into this dating scene again, are they going to find these concepts to be the same, these emotional states to be the same, these financial responsibilities and requirements to be the same? Or have we changed? Have have things changed so much that somebody entering is going to go, what the hell did I just step into? What world is this? So did you find anything about any of those things? Uh, to a degree, yes and no. Um, when it comes to, well, see, and, and it's, the, it's the other thing as well. It's like depending, on, depending upon the, the racial the racial lines, I'll put it that way. Um, there are still some traditional mindsets when it comes to what men should do and what women should do, um versus what the you know, what the polls will have you believe, so to speak. Um, case in mm-hmm. point. Uh, women women obviously because they're become because they're 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 achieving from an educational perspective more so than the men they're starting to earn more money than men are start than than men are at this point. And there's still the there's still the concept of, okay, even if the man is not making a, not making as much as his uh as his girlfriend, his significant other, his wife, whatever you wanna call it, whatever 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 you wanna, you know, you wanna define a relationship as, there's still this archaic ideal that the man should still be the head of household. Should be, you know, the 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 man should be head. You know, the woman should still should still be by side as opposed to she's leading up front. If you're referring to the actual relational dynamic, I'm not necessarily mm-hmm. referring to single parents and all that other good stuff. That's a whole different. That's a whole different paradigm from a relational perspective. There's still there's still this prevailing thought that the man should be felt to be in charge of the financially he is not the leader in that regard. 
and then you have those who feel that there's the there's the egalitarian perspective where it's fifty fifty. She's pulling her weight, he's pulling his, mm-hmm. everything everything's a go. You're you're pulling in the same direction because you're pulling with equal with, I won't say with equal weight, but you're pulling with equal fervor. You know, whatever he's yeah. doing in his world and whatever she's doing in his, in her world, they're pushing toward the same goal. That's what most you know, people want to subscribe to. And here is the problem with that. Because everything is microwave society, everything is fast, um, no one gets beyond the surface. You know, time is not necessarily spent getting to the, the heart of a person, digging deeper than, than the representative. They don't find the, each other the way they should. And when I, when I say that, I mean, you those people have to be, be, I hate to say they have to match, but they do. You can't have that 50-50 person with that all or nothing person because somebody somewhere is going to be unhappy. But if we don't take the time to make sure that what your strengths are, my weaknesses are vice versa or because I want to bring 50 and you want to bring 50, we're going to have 100. People are not taking enough time or not, I'm not going to say taking enough time, they're not having those types of conversations like they need to to get to the heart of it. That communication is important. But because we are, I think, social media plays a part in us becoming very superficial when it gets to the dating scene right now because I can look at you and obsess over how you look and think about having sex with you and talk about having sex with you, never, ever getting to know anything other than the you you represent on Instagram or Facebook, and then we can feel like we're in a relationship. And actually, I don't know you. So when we finally do get beyond that, we've had enough sex with each other, we've done enough looking and, 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 and drooling over each other's physical we get to the heart of the person, we realize that it's something we're missing now. That's You're not who I thought you were. Now I'm missing mm-hmm. something. And unfortunately, we have become, I don't, I'm going to say the impulsive society. I just think that it's, it, I would say. No, we have, we, we literally have become impulsive. Um, I mean, and, and, you're talking about, get, you're talking about in every possible aspect. We have we have twenty four hour news cycles. We have twenty four hour sports cycles. So the men and the women are all taken care of in that regard, as far as that's concerned. You've got entertainment channels. You've got other things that that keep you constantly looking for the next big hit, even from uh, even from a from a media perspective, whether it's music, whether it's books, whether it's movies. All you have to do is click a button, and it's right there for you. Mhm. That's what we're dealing with at this particular point in time. I mean, Amazon has even gotten to the point where they're looking into drone technology just so people yes. can get their stuff. Just so, so they can get their stuff. Our stuff to your house faster because we don't trust the yeah, mail. They, they do slow. Because, because we're trying to get there as quickly as possible. At UPS, FedEx, all they, they love to brag that they can get anywhere in the country next day air. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, all you got to do is order it today. It's going to be there in the morning. That's the world we're dealing in. 
and it's permeated into a lot of the more uh, a lot of the other the other ideas and roles that we're dealing with in that regard. You know, when you're dealing with people who are like, okay, well, I'm going to be able to get married in three months. I want to know who does that. But it does happen at that point. And it's happening more often because people are, are believing that they're just as special as the next person that fell in love in a week. Mm-hmm. When they keep forgetting that, maybe there might be that lightning in a bottle where that particular couple was able to sustain because they fell in love after, you know, the whole love at first sight notion and all that other good stuff. But it doesn't happen for everybody. But everybody mm-hmm. wants to feel that. Everybody wants to be special, not realizing yeah. that not everybody can be special. Yeah. Or even not realizing what the commitment to being special is. It means that you have to necessarily have um, whatever that thing that matters most to that other person is to make you special. Mm-hmm. You have to, whatever uh, that mm-hmm. quality is, you have to possess that. And if you don't possess that because it's just not your makeup, it's not who you are, then you're not going to be seen as special to that person. And it's nothing wrong with that. It's just that that's not your one. You're not that one that has that thing. But we can find those things out if we can get past the virtual, the clone person, and get to who we're talking to and get to know those people. Um, you know, I, I just, I, you know, I, I, like I said, I'm not the most... Um, sexual person in the world here, but but I look at those people that are close to me that I know have had more experiences than I've had, and I look at at what their regrets are um, compared to what my regrets are, and most often the common regret is I wish I had known them better. Because I wouldn't have done what I the things that I did for them, you oh, know. And, and and they're saying those things, but they're saying those things after having his his kids, or you know, after having lost all of their stuff, you know, having built a home and lost, you know. Because I even saw with in my own like in my own life with my mom, you know, I'm sure she wished that she had known prior to creating me, what she found out later about my own dad, you know. And here they are many, many years later, and, you know, it wasn't it wasn't, it wasn't feasible for them to stay in a relationship together because they were two different, uh, they had two different life paths that they just couldn't make mesh. It wasn't going to mesh. And, Absolutely. you know, I... I look now and I and I regret it for my dad because now, you know, you you're in those prime years where you want somebody and you don't wanna call your daughter for everything, but that's all you got. That's all you have. And you Absolutely. know, I feel sad for him sometimes. But then I think, you know, what if they knew and not, not that you can know Every detail about somebody, but when I was a kid, I could see their differences and how, like, how do they expect this to be something that is lasting? They are so not traveling the same road. And that is when I was a kid, you know, so I saw it then. 
because this is it's really it's it's really interesting. Um because that was, you know, as opposed to being able to virtually know someone, that was in the flesh not being able to know where what's best, you know, make the best decision and knowing that you're not that special guy or that special lady that is gonna click for us. But we did it anyway. You know, now you get yep. to know the virtual self, and that virtual self can block all knowing of the true self for both people. Because if you start believing you're that virtual person, do you lose sight of your own self? Absolutely. Um, financially. So, so here's one of my uh, theories is that in my mind, I think every woman wants a real man, the the women that are attracted to men, want a real man, like a real man that is a gentleman, that has his gentleman quality, you know, that mm, will open that door for you, that will say, oh, I got it, instead of you paying, that will... um, you know, be the protector, you know, offer you the jacket when you're cold. I feel like women, because of their sense and their their wiring to be nurturers, they they then long for the protector. Now, whether people get in touch with that being that basic need and desire and seek out someone like that, I don't know if that's even important anymore. You know, when you think about women who will be the side piece happily, well, she's not getting that that often. She's only getting that when he's not occupied. So it's not a requirement for her. You know what I mean? So do people even do people even care about those uh, roles anymore? I think it's just to it's it's really it's really to a point of what is the it's it's really a matter of what's in it for me. That's mm-hmm. that's always been that's always been. I mean, even even with what you're saying with the traditional roles in terms of you know a woman being a lady and a, and a man being a gentleman and that type of thing, it's really a matter of what's in it for me. Um, a woman that that proceeds to want to be treated like a lady, there is a certain there's a certain selfishness in that regard. Okay, I'm being a lady because I want to be treated well. I want him mm-hmm. to be able to put me on a pedestal. I want him to treat me, you know, like he's like like I'm going to be the most precious thing in his world, that type of thing. Then you have a man who is insisting on being a gentleman. Yes, we tend to be a little selfish as well because we know that mm-hmm. having those gentlemanly qualities will loosen up some things down the line. There's a statement that I've always made a long time ago. Um, a gentleman is nothing more than a patient wolf. <laughs> okay. And that's the and that that really is a true it's a true statement. The reason why it's a true statement is you can get you can you can have you can have what you want if you do the things that you feel are necessary to get that woman to open. That's all that matters. So being a gentleman 
is going to get you to the ends that you that you feel you desire, then that's what you do. Mm-hmm. Especially when the qualities of a gentleman are as rare as they are. So when a woman does run up on a man that is acting in a gentlemanly way, they're more apt to be more open to other suggestions, if you want to say. Yeah. As opposed to you know, someone who just has no cooth whatsoever and says what they want and all that other good stuff. And technically they tend to still get what they want. Mm-hmm. Because, you, you know, know you, that's, look at, mm-hmm. you look at some of the situations that, that are like kind of made fun of now and you realize that this stuff happens for real. Like the guy that... um doesn't have to have his own job because, you know, she'll take care of it. Well, I've yep. seen that up close and personal because she just want a body then. She gets lonely at night. She wants a body at home. So she's willing to play the role that I tell him to play. And in so doing, I'm getting my need met. And I'm okay with yep. that because I got to pay my bills anyway. I think my well, it still boils down whether women want to believe it or not, whether women want to believe that it's fair or unfair, whether they want to believe that it's sexist, I don't care. The bottom line is you choose what you're dealing with. Anybody that's watched How to Get Away with Murder over the last couple of weeks uh, at least made a very profound statement. Be careful what you choose. Be careful who you choose as a husband because you eventually have to live with it for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And this is after she thought she had chosen well and found out different. Whether whether women like it or not, you've always had the power of choice. You've always had the power of choice. It's just a matter of having someone explain to you the 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 breadth the, the the breadth of that power and the consequences of having that power. Because we don't get to choose. Yeah, we 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 love to try and you know we love to try and say we're the ones in control. But even in the pimp game. They still, even the pimps always say, you know, don't be mad because she the one choosing. Hmm. Even the pimps know <laughs> they got to put themselves, yeah. they got to put themselves in a position to be chosen. And they, but I think they were the first group of men that realized it. Okay, okay. And here comes here comes the rest of the family, because um, I know that they want to weigh in on some of the stuff we've been talking about as well. And, but of course. Um, and I'm really, I'm really interested in knowing um, things that they uh, think about some of this 21st century get out there and get it mentality. Hello, guys. Good evening. How are you? Well, definitely well. What's good, brother? Man, all is well, all is well. I'm just curious. Hey, Bon. <laughs> I'm awesome. 
I'm well, curious you know, why you saying. chose to um wait, stop it, stop it. I'm I'm curious Would why you, you chose to hello, someone as soon as Ron, the tenth as soon as the tenth subject came up. Say hello, Ron. Say hello to Shanez because she's listening and she said that you have kind of been giving her the grief about calling in and listening. She did it this evening and I just think you owe it to her to say something, I do. Something, I guess. <laughs> That's rude. Like, I, I hope she comes. Girl, I was about she to come. go in before you even said it. I hope she comes. To no, your absolutely, house absolutely. Whenever I speak you. to everybody I speak to, I tell them to let's turn into the show, give us a listen. So when I spoke to her, I said, you know, just tune in, give us a listen. I think that we have a pretty decent product, especially with you two, you know, at the helm, staring us in the right direction. So let's just go into the subject of the evening and, um, you know, Jesus. Okay. I need a moment. Sure, would you please talk to Ron? I need a moment. Y'all are hilarious tonight. I well, you know what I was saying? I, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm listening, and I'm saying to myself, well, I guess they always had this problem coming back into the dating scene. Right. It's just that they've handled it differently. What do I mean? I mean that your aunt just never went back into the dating scene. You know what I mean? Or your uncle ended up marrying his friend's wife when his friend died. You know what I mean? They, you know what I'm saying? they do things like that. Or they marry somebody from the church in their circle. So they just handled it differently. But it's always been a, if you're in your 50s and now you're in a, a 20-something-year-old game, it's always been issues. It's just that now, since we in that that age range, we're starting to see it. Yeah, this is true. I mean, you, you do have a point in terms of, you know, a lot of what those circles were, and, and, and a lot there were a lot more circles back then than there are now. And, right. you know, those circles were probably tighter. So you do pose a very good point in that regard because, obviously, you know, the circles that we have now are, are a lot looser than what they used to be. You know, there there are those that know certain parts of you, and then there are those that only know the surface of you. So I, I definitely get where you're coming from with that. Ron, you're in the dating scene, right? Like you, you date like you know. I mean, I'm focused right now. I'm, I'm very focused. I'm so so. I mean, well, my energy isn't necessarily in that direction. So I would have to answer that question in the negative. But you still take walks in the park, right? And you see where they get me, right? <laughs> no, I'm just, you see, I'm they, just, you see I'm the, you know, like, they ain't no damn good for me. Huh? Well, I and I just for them. They get them arrested. Yeah, well, you know, they they are dangerous walks in the park because you violate the limit of how many walks you can take in one day. But Ladies, relax that. Well, let's get to the heart of the matter. Brother, I appreciate you. We're going to have to focus on this. I ain't got that kind of time today. Right. None of us got it. I want to get his perspective of dating in this time period. Like, you know, he seems like a pretty, like, old school flavor. Sometimes he's got a little old school swag on. But then, you know, 
these young ladies, these younger than him ladies um, that he kind of is drawn to sometimes, I'm just curious, you know, does he find that their interest is superficial um, compared to, to what he's used to in getting to know someone? Does he sometimes feel like, you know, they want to text and he wants to talk on the phone or something? Like, do you find that to be an issue? No. No, I just don't know. So now you realize you did all that talking for me to say no. <coughs> I don't know. I, no, I just want to make sure that it was clarified. I don't want you to get that, you know, window and jump out. And no, we're clear. we're clear. We're clear. We're clear. We can move on. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Well, we can move on then. That's fine. I just know that. Well, what about you? You have your little it, young sugar bears. Do they, like, you know, ride up on a bike while you in the SUV? I mean, how does that work? You want my opinion yeah. on 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 a young lady and a old I mean an older woman and a younger man? I can give you my opinion on it. I'm listening. I can't tell you um you know, in deep detail anything, but I can definitely give you my opinion. Um in in so in my opinion, what I do think happens is I think a woman that's you know, close to 40, over 40, past 35, is probably looking for um, more interaction uh, than a younger guy is necessarily seeing the importance of giving. Uh, I think younger guys um, don't see the necessity to stay in a consistent state of contact or connectedness. And when I say that, I don't mean hanging on the phone all day long. I just mean that I don't think that uh, younger men see it as important to make sure that that woman feels that daily she gets her dose of something from him that makes her be the special one Um, versus you text me like you text your homeboy every now and then. And for an uh, older woman, if that is the term that applies to 35 and older, um, I think it's important for her to feel her space. Even if her space is just carved out for, you know, 10 minutes a day, it's hers, and she doesn't have to compromise or share it. And I feel like that's something important to her that's not necessarily important to younger men because as long as, I tell you you're important. You're supposed to know you're important. I think that happens a lot. Now, anything else, sir? No, man. I, I, I would just, the only thing I would say is that that ain't even important to some older men. That's true. That's true. But I, I look at how um, how important right now it is to just kind of hit somebody up. Because even doing business with younger people, they want to hit you up on a text, and you're like, uh, I would like to talk about the terms of the contract you sent me or I sent you and how we're going to proceed with X, Y, and Z. I'd like to have a discussion. I don't want to text you about that. And I find right. that to be something just in the business world that I have to deal with when I'm dealing with younger than me because with each other, they can text and it's cool, but that's not how I do business, so. Okay, we have a caller, so I want to take this call. 
Area code two zero one. You're on the air. Well, I mean, you know what I'm saying? What's good with everybody, man? Ron, you got quiet when you asked that hey, question a little more. You know what I'm saying? What's good What's with good? you? What's good, yeah, man, how everybody been? Right. Hey, Isaiah. I'm good awesome. with you. Wow. How are you? Making it, making it. Cooper eating. Didn't make it mm-hmm. as every time like that. You're healthy? You're not dying on us? <laughs> no. Nah. It, it sounds like he just came off the sick and shut in list. Mm-mm. I think he did. <laughs> yeah. You can't be texting into those doctors' offices. You really have to go in there. Yeah, ain't no, ain't no getting out of that one, bro. <laughs> so tell us what you're going to say. I know you're not being still because you don't know how to be still. So what are we saying this time? Um, I can say I'm still networking. I just came off a tour with many wives of kind of just winging it right now and celebrating my page on MTV, so my music and stuff is branching on MTV and all of that stuff. So, But for the most part, it's true. Um, did you ever get to hook up with um, Ron when you got to New York? Did you ever get to hook up? When I got to New York, I mean, it was raining when I got there. So oh. really, I ain't had a chance to do nothing but just film. So when I got a chance to film, I had to go rush and film somebody else. So I had to do my video and film somebody in the process. So I see, I see. Well, you, I wish you had gotten a chance to go with Ron. That might have been. That's okay. I'm back real soon. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, okay. Okay. Well, you know, yeah, that that's interesting. I would. I would like for you guys to do some kind of like um, YouTube cam or something if y'all did that. That would be really good. You said YouTube cam. Yeah, like you can like put that on YouTube. Yeah, so we can like share that out on all our, you know, social media and say, you know, hey, Shanez, check out your boy. That would be interesting. <laughs> well, I mean, well, you can take it. We can take it there because I'm actually working on something right now that's like bigger. It's like my whole documentary, so we're gonna be touching down oh, on wow. major parts. So that's nice. Um, yeah, we're gonna be hitting New York. We're gonna be hitting Philly. We're gonna hit Jersey. We're gonna hit Baltimore and a couple of other places. Um, dealing with the documentary. All right. So now that you're here, um, we got to ask you the question. Like, tell us about dating things for a man like yourself. 21st century stud. How is it to date these women in the 21st century? Well, I can't say. I can't really talk much on that topic because um, lately it's just been me and money. And, you know, you can't date money, but, you know, you, you can make it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Okay. Um, um, well, I guess that takes 
so your so okay, money supplies all of your needs um, physically and emotionally. Um, basically, I mean, basically, you know what I'm saying. The whole sex thing, the whole dating thing, you know what I'm saying. It was something big. It wasn't an issue for me, but at the same time, you know what I'm saying. You can sit up day and night and be with that person when you can make money, because I guarantee you, you ain't making no money by just laying up with people all night or every day, you know what I'm saying? You got to have some type of um, okay. some type of money, basically, you know what I'm saying? Because so ain't you, no so woman going to stay with no broke person. Okay. So you're saying, in your experiences, the money has been the most important foundational piece because women want that, and in order to have a woman, you got to have that, and then you can build a relationship from there. Oh, that's, that's, I mean, that's basically what you would say. Cause, I mean, you can you can think and be like, okay, what female would date a broke man, like to just sit around the house all day and not do anything? Okay. 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 <laughs> I mean, would you date a broke person? I mean, you know, it depends on it depends on there are a lot of variables in that comment. There are a lot of variables. Would I date a broke man that has ambition, determination, and a vision? Uh, yes, because I feel like I'm the backbone. You need to help him get that to execution. So, I mean, it just depends. Because um, if he has those things, he's not going to stay broke for a long time. See? Okay. It's all in the woman. It's all in what she is. <laughs> yeah. And on that note, I need to take my leave. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna want to run you away now. I'm just gonna. Hey. You know, I just wanted to put it out there because you flipped it on me, and I just wanted to make sure I answer because it's important that I answer. But of course, <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll, go ahead. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll try this again next week. So y'all have a good one and enjoy your last thirty. All right, you leaving right, us? Yeah, you leaving us the chair? The chair has exited stage left. All right, yo, and I think we're losing RJ. <laughs> but all right. Yeah, we All right, well, all right, darling. You have a good evening too. Right, you too. And then there was Imagine telling us about dating from a woman's perspective in the twenty first century. Oh now you have my finger. Ma'am? <laughs> you know what? I'm I think it's it's very interesting. Um as trying to be an active dater, if that mm-hmm. makes sense, um, it's it's difficult because men approach differently at this mm-hmm. point. Um, the things that I kind of look for when I'm dating some, if I'm trying to date, I need you to have a little bit of understanding to know that, you know, I do feel like I need to be financially stable, so I do work a lot. 
You know, I do the things that I like to do when I work, and I keep a roof over my head and my childhood for a reason. Um, if I tell you that I have to work and do certain things, then you can't complain about me working all the time. Because, one, you're, you don't pay a bill the first in my house. So I deal with that a lot when it's this whole dating thing. Like, you work all the time. You never have time for me. It's not that I don't have time for you. You just ask me to spend time with you when I have other things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and some men, they don't, instead of walking up and saying, hey, how you doing? The first thing they want to do is have sex. Like, what? You don't even know my name. Mm-hmm. You don't know nothing about me. And so it's like you don't want to date. You don't want to get involved with people because you don't people are so their minds are so clouded now by all of this other stuff that they forget you know you do have to genuinely get to know somebody not just the inside of their hoo-ha or anything else that person has a brain if they didn't they probably wouldn't be standing up walking but you know there's things that you need to get to know about a person, and I feel you on the whole text message thing. There's people that who claim to want a relationship and they want to date, but have never picked up the phone and had a conversation with me. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I don't want squat to do with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like it is, you don't know me through text message because text messages can get misconstrued. There's not a mm-hmm. tone with the text message, right? And, you know, like if you're talking to me, then you know that my voice has a certain tone. If I'm happy, I'm happy. If I don't like what you're saying, you're going to see, hear it in my tone that I don't really like what you just said to me. That's another thing. Like they don't know how to – technology has ruined dating. These dating websites have ruined dating. Cell phones have ruined dating. Facebook <laughs> has ruined dating. Like, mm-hmm. nobody walks up to you and says, hey, how are you doing? Can I get your phone number? I'd like to take you out on a date sometime so we can get to know each other a little bit. Nobody does that anymore. And I think mm-hmm. the part, okay, and I'm going to be real honest. I, I, I went on a date a few months ago. It's been a few months because we're just, a, we're both busy. He works for the school system. You know, my schedule was different from the school system. And... Mm-hmm. But we went to the we went to um one of the historical museums here, and we had a nice day at the museum. We did something that we both liked to do, and we talked and we learned and all of that. I had a good time. Yes, I would go on a second date with that person versus the person who took me out to eat, talked all about himself, and I didn't say not one word. <laughs> So, you know, it's like you have now they so have to pick it that day and he still didn't know nothing about you, right? Right. Nothing. Mhm. Like I I'm sorry, I could care less besides about the size of your wallet. I could care less. That doesn't matter to me. And that's even a question I put up on my Facebook page earlier today. It's like, do you really care about a person's occupation when you're pursuing them? Because I I agree with you. If he is, you know, a broke man, but the fact that he is out here trying to 
do something to better himself and he has a vision and a goal that he's working towards and I see the potential and I believe in him, then he's right. He's not going to be a broke man for long. Mm-hmm. And so... What are you on home for? Oh, Stop oh. this bull right here. Uh-uh. Right no. here. Uh-uh. 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 Wait a minute. That sounds uh-huh. good. I hear that in theory. But in practice, no, like, really? I don't see it happening. No, I don't see it happening. Why? Why? Because you're shallow and we're not shallow. You have a problem that we're not shallow. All right, now, let me ask you a question. Where in the world I yes. am shallow. Let me, let me answer your question by asking this question. So you say. That's not uh, fair. That's not fair. That's as not long fair. as he. Fairness has nothing to do with it at this point in the game, sweetheart. So, what you're saying <laughs> is that if someone is not at their, not even at their peak, but then down in their luck, and they're not doing what they could be doing for a certain amount of time, you're riled with them. How long is that certain amount of time? Hold on, hold on. We said that the the prereqs were that they had to have this drive, this determination, this ambition. When people all right, have all right. they got things. ambition, but they don't got no fruits to show for that ambition. How long do you last? How long, no, how long are you going to have a broke well, man on well, your couch? Well, if, if if you have that and I have a plan and we execute, it's a matter of time. Because a person will stick with you as they see progress and growth. It's when they don't see any of it that they become tired because they take okay, care so it of plateaus your off. Man. It plateaus huh? off. It's not dipping, but it plateaus off. How long... Do you let this, I mean, my point is that sounds good, but every woman gets tired after a certain amount of time. And it seems like yes, as years go on, that time is less a certain amount of time when they don't have any progression. A woman, a real woman who is at the point of saying let's build will stay there and it's progression is happening. Right. It's when it doesn't happen. It's when we have a plan, and you haven't executed step one, and it's been X number of months, and you haven't done the initial thing. Like you come to me, and you have come out of this situation, and let's say your license was suspended because of whatever, and your past relationship happened, child support, whatever, and you have a a CDL, you're a truck driver, and so you can't get back into the truck and drive that truck until you handle your your child support issue and get your license renewed or whatever it is. And I say, okay, well, let's sit down. Let's talk about what that takes. That takes X, Y, and Z happening in the next three weeks. Well, you go down to the office. You sit with the people. You figure out how to straighten out this child support issue so that you can work, and then we go from there. If he never goes down to do that, because that's not something that I can do and say, here you go, now do the next step, then that lets me know, that he doesn't have that those things that I talk, that I'm requiring, because a man of ambition with a plan, all we need is execution. That means just get off your ass. And if you can't do that, then you're not the guy that I thought you were anyway. So we can mm-hmm. go back you to the lazy as to where as to where you gonna stay tonight, because the man that I thought that I had execution is the least of his worries. His problem was what is the plan. And that's where I come in because I can do that for you. I can call around and figure out what your next steps are. I can do that. I'm a planner. But what I can't do is I can't execute for you. And that's what a woman wants. 
She wants a man to execute a plan. Not and I to hear dream that. big. And I'm with you and I don't want it to seem like I'm um um waving pom poms or you know what I'm saying, pulling the, the the bandwagon for lazy ass men. It's not what I'm doing. But <laughs> one I, I I know a couple of dudes who have jobs that are just like, like security guard jobs. So they making out for so much money but you know, if you're doing overtime or you're trying to get something and Mm-hmm. A lot of females like, I ain't being this security guard ass mother. You know what I'm saying? And then mm-hmm. I work around a nice amount of women and I hear the conversations that these women have. So I hear what y'all saying in public. But I know. Oh, what? I hear now, don't say but, that. No, but you, you know, but them you got to stop it. Because, exactly. And you got to stop and look at the women that you're talking about. Because Absolutely. every woman is just like you're telling me that those guys are security guards. Your ass is not a security guard, are you? Because you guys don't have the same mentality. Your drive and your journeys were different. The same is true for a woman. And so depending on who they are and what they are made of, what they're comprised of, experiences and things that they desire, it's going to make them accept certain things, just like there's a woman that will let that bomb dude that I was just talking about, that you were trying to say, well, what if he doesn't ever get up and execute? There's a woman for him somewhere that is fine with him not executing a plan because she got everything already. I got what I want to have. Him, his warm body is all I want. But there is also that woman who said that's not enough, and I've given you enough time. And unless you do something, you got to go. But here's my thing. I think every person needs to experience growth, and that's the guy that has to be with me, the one that says, you're right, so what can we do from here? Because even a guy with his own business and who's doing well and has seen prosperity, my thing is now what? I think you're supposed to grow until you die. That's what I think. I think that at some point you shouldn't sit back and put your feet up and say, well, that's enough. I think you should find what's my next. It might not be hard work. It might be um, more of a director's position, but I think that you should never stop growing and experiencing some form of something new in a way that stretches you. I think you always should. So the guy that I have to be with has to honor that and say, okay, well, if if, if i got one business and we're doing well, she's going to come with another angle at some point and say, hey, why don't we do this? and she wants me to execute. So he's got to be ready for me, and that's why i got to know him, and I gotta know, he's got to know my death, and I've got to know his, because that's what I need. That's the guy I need, because I'm growing. I'm steady saying, well, let me try this. Well, I want to do this. Well, I want to do that. And I want to do it and complete it and get it to a level where it has shown me some, um, some growth. I've, I've gained something. We have a caller. I don't want to argue with you. Guy, I'm going to take the call. So <laughs> shut up, Ron. Shut up. I wanted to speak about the part about being with a man, you know, even though he ain't got no job or whatever like that. I mean, if, I mean, if he's not asking for no, you know, to lay down, that could be tolerable. But if he still want to do it, putting you at more risk of being in debt, or y'all homeless and stuff like that, that's just a no-no. 
Like, you can't, right. even though people may have ambitions, you can't be uh, pushing yourself into intention or poverty. Like, you need to be somebody out working to build each other up together. Yeah. And they have to be willing to go go hustle some jobs, you know. I'm going to say she can wait about a season or two, but after two seasons, he ain't getting nothing. And, you know, especially when it's Christmas time and he can't get a job. I don't know. He better mm-hmm. go make a business. <laughs> go sell some candy, <laughs> cook some food, get his little lices or something like that. But he got to do something because, I mean, you living in a town where they putting you up. In, you know what I'm saying? You, you can't be homeless these days. You cannot be without. Right. You're going to be hungry a little bit. You could be hungry. You know, somebody offer you food before they offer you a place to stay. Now, that's true. That's 100% true. I definitely Absolutely. agree with that. <laughs> Absolutely. Ron, you offering people places to stay? Shit, I, I worry about myself staying at places. You're talking about offering. I wish I wouldn't. I can't even offer nobody nothing to eat. So that's, that's shit. Well, that's a oh, good Ron, I know you offer people food, especially fruit salads and stuff. I know you do. <laughs> you got issues. You know what? I don't even. I don't even want to talk to you no more. Oh. <laughs> I'm offering fruit salads. You got jokes. Iman, what you got to say? Um, I. You know what? I am usually. I'm a really good person. I have offered my extra room to people, um, who may be a little down on their luck. But I give you a time limit to kind of get yourself together. Because it's only going to be so long that you're going to be in this space with me and you're not going to help pay no bills, especially if you're running up my light bill and my water. And <laughs> and I got bills that affect, you know what I mean? Like, you're running up stuff, what you're doing. And, you know, and being that I work from home, you really got to get up and get out. You During the daytime, you got to go look and find a job or something. But I have offered my little space. It's been a while since anybody has lived with me because, you know, the last person, they they told me I was mean and because I told them you need to figure out what you're going to do. Like, I shouldn't have to wake up in the morning and you still be asleep. Like, if I hit the ground running, you need to hit the ground running too trying to figure out your situation. Are you better be filling out job applications at midnight? <laughs> like, like, you, you need to hit the, you need to hit the, Rose running on some good stuff. And, and and so, you know, and they finally got on their feet, and they, they appreciate the fact that I put a little bit of fire up under them because they were used to so many people kind of coddling them, and I don't coddle grown people. You need to get yourself together. You got bills. You got things that you got to do. You need to find a job. I can't take care of you forever. I don't do that. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. Especially if I'm paying everything by myself, and I have a kid that I have to worry about, and all of this. You better be coming with some good coupons. That's the only way I'm gonna tolerate that. Some good coupons. And you know, a person that they don't have no traffic and they do help out in the house, then you could put up with them a little bit more longer. But you know, definitely, you yeah. know, ain't no coupons breaking up and up in here like on some real major stuff like clothes, cleaning products, <laughs> uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. up in here like, uh-uh, it, it's too much. And then, like, you know, you get sometimes those people that think that you're supposed to 
They think because you're managing that you're supposed to owe them everything. Right. I do. And, and you know what I, you know, go ahead. You know what I say for people who say that the world owes them everything? This world owes you nothing at any given point. It owes you nothing. Because this world didn't do all this to you. You came into this world by yourself. You're going to give to this world what you're supposed to. The world doesn't owe you nothing. Life is Nothing about life is supposed to be fair. So I, you can't tell me, like, I've had people in my life that'll say, oh, the world did me like this. The world owes me everything. This world owes you absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And I just feel hey, that. Hey, Ron. Hey, Ron. Yes, ma'am. I know you just said that, you know, you barely, you know, you're not offering people a place to stay because you barely, you know, you're working on getting your place to stay and keeping your place to stay. But I was just thinking, I call her. You know, say as long as you know how to do some good couponing, there's a place to stay over there. So you might want to make a connection here. Listen, I might take up on it. I know how to cook a coupon. I know how to, you know, get a, a, a buy one, get one, oh. BOGO. I know how to go and, I know how to shop with the BOGOs and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all you better go out yeah, and do it. Get some yeah. numbers and names exchanged here. So, you know. They got the food pantries and co op around there. Carla, what is your name? <laughs> it's Shanae. Hey, Shanae. I figured that was you. Yeah, act like y'all didn't know who that was. <laughs> I was trying to put her voice. I didn't, I didn't know. I can't see the, the callers. Girl, how you been? Huh, I've been staying a black pair. That's how I've been. <laughs> All right, now. That's all anybody could ask you to do right there. Yeah, yeah, I hear my backup, my, my backup singer. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. Sweet little baby. Oh, yes. He is something. He's something. We're planning for 2015, back up in New York. That's right. And Ron is so available for that. Ron is so available for that. Yes, yes, he is. Don't you worry about Ron's availability. Don't don't you oh, worry about Ron's availability. Let me tell you, you about to, you got to get out here and get the work done, sir. That's you right. Just, okay. Okay. Bring me my okay. money. Okay. Right, 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 right. Yes. And remember, if I have to come ask you again for it, it's gonna be a problem. Right. You're not going to talk strong. to me like this in public. You, you're not going to talk to me like this in public. That's going to be she so much. is strong. That pimpan is strong. Somebody put some baby powder on it. It's going to be okay, y'all. Y'all going to, the people that are in, you know, Dallas Way, y'all can get the Metro bus. I believe they got the Metro bus that, you know, get y'all a little brief. And we, you know what? we got Metro buses down this way. I saw the Megabus the other day on the highway. And I've never been on the Megabus, the, the Megabus that comes from. There's two here. Where, there's one that goes from Charlotte to Atlanta, and then there's one that goes from Greensboro to um, New York. I've never seen the Megabus on the highway, ever. I did not know that was a double-decker bus. Yeah, you can sit up top. Girl, listen, I'm not getting on no bus for nothing. I don't like buses, for one. 
because the bathrooms are too small. I don't like that. Um, <laughs> but sometimes yeah. they stop in the rest stops, like at uh, convenience stores and stuff. They do that sometimes. I have issues with public bathrooms. Oh, no. How how you make it? Where you been working at? <laughs> Honey, I work at home. I work at house. Well, even if you work at home up in New York, you're going to have to use a public bathroom a little bit. <laughs> All right. Yep, public bathrooms it is for you, girl. Get yourself no, in this big bus with us. Actually, they stop at a Chick-fil-A. That is the only bathroom, literally, I will use as public because it's so clean. I don't, I don't like Chick-fil-A. Stuff. We're going to have to compromise. I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to get on this. We're just going to have to get on this bus and go up there and hang out so we can see um, her and Ron do that thing. You know, we need to see them in action. Honey, we're going to have to take the planes, trains, and automobiles. That's a long trip. We're going to have to take the mega bus to Atlanta. Oh, damn. The car won't take too much gas money. Gas is just too high for that. (laughs) And up in New York, trust me. You're going to get up in Nashville. Trust me. (laughs) I did this one time. Do not come to New York in a car. You will be in trouble. All right. All right. So... So, yeah, we're going to get you more well, on the plane. She's going to fly from Dallas to here, and then I'm going to hop on the plane. And then, because I'm not getting on that bus. That's too long. <laughs> we, can't get on the, we can't get on the plane because that will give us the Ebola, and then we won't be no good. <laughs> I guess we're going to stay in the house. Yeah, we just got to get on the metro bus. I mean, you just got to be ready and do it with me. That's it. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Go, she gonna have yeah, me arrested without using porta potties. Wait a minute, we need him. Oh my lord, have we, mercy! I was just saying, we gotta brother. get to Ron and Shanae and watch this duo put it down for the community yeah, together. This, this is what we moment. gotta do. It's nothing mm-hmm. like seeing him and her throwing back for the community, servicing the kids. And staying black. That's what you need. We need to not like so, I don't know what you're talking about. That don't sound right. That sound like some pedophilia. I don't do that. My name ain't R. Kelly. <laughs> no, not service kids. But he you always great he always trying to throw, this, throw us off the scent. We know what it is. We see it. We got it. I got it. It has been confirmed <laughs> on me. That's all I'm saying. Don't be trying to throw us off. Get out that lake. We still smell you. Bloodhounds. We got it. So, we got it. Sunez, I really am so happy that you called. We have been wondering. Like, we saw you posting stuff on Ron's page, and we were like, hey, Ron, have you been getting down with Sunez on all these projects you got going on? And, you know, so it's nice to see that you well, are still close. Too, right? I got tired. Got to get a tag. Uh-uh. No, but we sure got your tag, baby. So we, we saw it. So it, it was nice to see it, like, all come to fruition, like the tags, and then you start kind of talking about some community things, and you actually saying black, too. So you're a black parent, and we're, like, seeing all this connectedness between the two of y'all, and I think it's awesome. So thank you for calling, Shanice, and, and just anytime, sweetheart, anytime you want to call and check in with us or holler at Ron, we're here. 
every Wednesday night. Yes, yes. at ten thirty, Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, you know we are on Mondays from um six PM on the East Coast. Uh Standard okay. Black Panthers blog talk. Okay. And we're gonna have to make sure we get that checked out too. Like we're gonna have to get Ron on a three way call with us or something. That's old school right there. Three way calling. And then we're gonna have to go on the line. I ain't doing no three ways with none of you. I ain't doing no three ways with none of you. I'm done. All right, sweetheart. Well, we'll talk with you next time. We're going to go ahead and get things wrapped up. Thank you, sweetie, for calling in again. All right, guys. All right, Good guys, name. so here we go. It's it's time to, to wrap this thing up, wind this thing down. <laughs> um, I think it could never have ended on a better note than knowing that Ron is a black parent and he's staying black and he's staying parenting and he's staying connected to other black parents. That's I mean, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're not the same thing? I'm sorry? Are you heard goddamn right what I said. You're not the same thing? <laughs> 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 I mean, you're trying to make it seem like I'm something that you're not. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm okay. curious. What's going on? I, but not, no, it's not that it's something you're not that I would not the same. It's just that you are that in a different capacity than I shall ever be. So, um, well, why don't you stop on that? Because I'm confused. <laughs> oh my lord! It, it's just you for. You fulfill a set of requirements that I could never step foot into, and you do it quite well, and I think you deserve accolades. That well, you unless can you be lay out man. your requirements and my requirements, we will never know this. So I don't know. I, well, I, I, I don't I'm know, lost. because I think that the writing is on the wall, or, hey, hey, the writing is on your wall. So anyway, we're going to go ahead and close the show out, and we're going to be done with it. <laughs> We're going to be done with this tonight. <laughs> okay, so let's go home. Come on.
I'm going to send the triple to the main office, to the HR department. You know I'm HR, right? You know I'm HR. I'm HR. You can send that to my office. That'd be fine. I'm telling you right now, she never got it. (laughs) And you got to sign a whole lot of release forms. It's going to take you more than two weeks to, you know, sign. Let's get the process started. No, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm you signed on for this. You signed on for a long period of time. It's kind of like a breach of contract. So <laughs> you would have to pay back every single paycheck. Okay. I didn't save <laughs> I didn't save I got some shit for y'all. Oh, I definitely got some. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the writing's on the goddamn I know, board. I know what no this doubt. is all about. I know what this is all about. He would much rather be on the air Mondays than Wednesdays, and so he's trying to find a, a loophole. I know what this is about. It's cool, though. It's okay. I got you. I know. No, oh, no. Trust, you can, trust, you can trust work me when I tell you. Both trust me. You have no idea. You can work You're both drawn. shifts. I mean, I work, I work two shifts. So you can wait. No, he's shit. drawn to that. He's drawn to that Monday show, and he is drawn for a whole totally different reason than mm. when it comes to shows this show. Monday. For There's nothing wrong with shows on Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursday. Shows are good. <laughs> so, Ron, are you really wanting to quit us? Are you really sure about that? Man, listen. You're not gonna listen. quit us. You can't quit us, Negro. Mm. I own you. Do you understand that? Whoa. Jesse Jackson this weekend because it is homecoming and we went to the same college. And so 
I'm gonna tell him that you quoted him that I am somebody. But first um, of all, I didn't say nothing. I'm not never gonna quote no judge. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's, that's why I said what I said on first. He said, "Don't you never put his timestamp on that one." No, no, I did not. No, no, I cut a coupon before I quote messy judge. <laughs> bus and be ready for where it's going. Metro bus is what it is. So, First of all, I ain't stepping on no metro bus. Well, I ain't getting on no, on no metro train. That's I ain't getting on no metro plane. I ain't getting on none of them. I'm right here where I need to be. And <laughs> get out. Ron, no. It's, I'm good. it's sad. Ron, it's you sad. Stop telling me. You, no. are, you are so <laughs> in denial. And it's so sad, and it's okay, though. I'm just glad that your whole world was confirmed on the show in front of witnesses so that we can always remind you, so that we can always remind you of what your life is. We can always remind you of what your life is. You don't ever have to be in denial with us. We get it. We get it, Ron. And it's okay. You... And your metro bus and all your coupons are wonderful. Yes, I, I agree with you. Um, yeah. Ain't it time supposed to go? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so now you want to leave yeah. early? Now you want to leave? Yeah. We're going to oh, we gonna go. We're going to go and go because I don't want him to be late getting back where he needs to be. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Because the last whoa. time he I'll walked in the park, this time of night, he got arrested, so we don't want him walking in the park this time of night when he can just get on a metro bus and have a coupon. I tell All right, so it's just, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up again here. And we're I don't even like that. I don't like oh, this is a hostile work environment. I think I need the board, a, the, 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 the labor relations board or somebody. No, they don't have here, no so. govern over his, over this park. Yeah. No, this us, this us right here. This we. Nobody got nothing over here for them. This is we. Ron, say good night. Well, good night, everybody. We'll catch you next week. And yeah, maybe uh, we uh, will have another wonderful visitor. That would be awesome. You only got me for two more weeks, people. Tune in. <laughs> You're not. Good night, Ron. I'm not going to take it. Mm-hmm. Good night, Ron. Good night, mm-hmm. Mosh. Good yeah. night. Mm-hmm.